If you're looking for Pokemon style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is up, everyone? It's me, the Pokemon Cave. We are getting right back into these conspiracy theories. So, let's go. Next up is Pokemon Go takes place before the other games. Now, I'm not sure if they wrote this article or this uh, Reddit article before Pokemon Arceus or after. Because that will determine whether or not this is actually believable or not. So, the theory was started by a Japanese Twitter um, at Inc. Virtue. And put together by this guy, the Reddit user, u slash mtws25. The first gen is the beginning of our timeline, happening at the same time the third gen takes place in a different region. Three years later, the second gen happened at the same time that the fourth gen took place in a different region. The fifth gen happens 11 years after this. Two years later, uh, Black and White 2 happens. Evidence of all this is present in games. So where would Pokemon Go be located in that timeline? It is the beginning of the Pokemon era. Pokemon Go happens before all gens without early Pokemon history. And here's the evidence. Not all of the 151 first gen Pokemon are present in the game. Professor Oak, years later, would be the first to make a Pokedex containing all Pokemon in the Kanto region. Just like in Survivor Zone, when you encounter creatures in the street, trainers only throw recently invented Pokeballs and try to capture monsters without battling to weaken their opponents. That happens because the concept of strategic battles were not invented at this time. There are no experienced trainers in this universe yet. Because those concepts of strategic battles were not invented, trainers still don't know how to teach new moves to their Pokemon. Also, trainers don't know how to use battles to raise their levels of their Pokemon, so they use candies. Those candies were overused, and... In the future, by the time of uh, red, blue, and yellow takes place, they are very, very rare to find. They are now called rare candies. The, the, the tradition of fixed gym leaders, um, as all the structure, or the traditional fixed gym leaders, as all the structure of the Pokemon League, have not been established. That's why gym leaders change all the time, and there are no gym badges. Trades don't happen because the huge machines used to make the Pokemon respect another trainer was not invented yet. Aerodactyl, Omanyte, and Kabuto, which were long extinct by the time of Red, Blue, and Yellow, can be seen in the wild. So who is Professor Willow? We have seen him before. Willow is Japan. Willow in Japanese is Yangai, Yangi. Uh, we had met another trainer originally called Yangi by the time of uh, GSC. Uh, I believe that is Gold, Silver, and Crystal. Uh, it's the gym leader, Pride, P-R-Y-D-E. Um, now, this is where I draw a blank here. 
or kind of scratch my head with this. Prior to Pokemon Arceus, I would probably believe this. However, Pokemon Arceus kind of debunks this immediately. Pokemon Arceus is the original kind of timeline, right? Uh, I mean, look at the the looks of the Pokeballs. They're basically Pokemon, right? They're ancient. Um, the the buildings, um, the outfits, they're all ancient. Uh, so if I had to, including Pokemon Arceus, I would say that is first, then maybe Pokemon Go, and then Red, Blue, Yellow, and so on and so forth. But what do you think? Uh, shoot me a message if uh, you think differently. Next up is Nurse Joy is a Pokemon species. I mean, I think we've all heard this rumor before. You have a world where there are lots of species with identical looking individuals. Some of these species are even humanoid. Some of them appear to be wearing clothes. Some of them can even speak perfect English. Why is Joy not possibly a Pokemon species? Well, species, sorry. Uh, because no one treats them like one. If Ash walked into a business staffed with Squirtle, he wouldn't even bat an eye. And it, same with the same with other Officer Jenny, sorry. Uh, I mean, I don't think Officer Jenny is a Pokemon, but okay. But getting back to Nurse Joy here, I've never played a game all the way through, and I mostly know of the cartoon through cultural um, omni om osmosis. Okay, so this guy has no idea what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> uh, or the theory that they're all somehow made that way. Oh, God, buddy, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> or the theory that they're all somehow made that way, or they're all identical cousins. Or that it's some kind of illusion or some other cartoon anime logic BS. What other theory makes more sense than a specialized species of humanoid Pokemon? Aren't all Pokemon hyper special specialized? Mm, no. As far as I know, all Joys do is heal Pokemon. And all Jennies do is arrest people. Yeah, because they're, they're nurses and police officers. That's, that's their job. I mean, you wouldn't see a firefighter arresting somebody, would you? Uh, I mean, come on. Question. Has anyone ever tried to capture a Joy or a Jenny in a Pokeball? In the anime, I mean. I was just going to say, um, I, no, you can't do that. And no, they haven't tried to throw a Pokeball at a human in the anime. Uh, <laughs> boy. Second edit. To all the folks saying they're clones as if that makes things simpler or somehow less disturbing, cloning on that scale requires the existence of one or more cloning facilities, turning out joys and jennies that require a lot more infrastructure and a cover-up than just a species reproducing. Oh, why? Okay, um, no, no, you're you're an idiot. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, but you're an idiot. That is the most... BS theory I've ever heard. I'm not even going to entertain that thought. <laughs> Next up, Jesse and James are clones. Oh, here we go again with clones. Okay. I recently had cause to rewatch the first few episodes of Pokemon. Well, only the first few episodes, hey? Uh, and I was stuck, struck by how different Jesse and James were in the first episodes. Well, of course. Have you seen the newer seasons? They look way more Japanese anime now things change. In the first few, few episodes, we see the pair are master thieves, wanted in towns they've never been in, and are seemingly quite comp uh, competent. 
In a single move, they managed to cut power to the building, and if not for underestimating Ash and Misty, they would have managed to manage a decent haul. The only way that they could lose was an unfortunate explosion resulting from Coffin's gas getting ignited, and or it was actually a viable plan. I then got to thinking about what happened to make them less good. And less good? That's not even a word. Uh, and I was reminded that Mewtwo is a clone of Mew, and that the tech works on even just a hair, as seen in the first movie. Okay, yeah, that, that does make sense, yes. We saw that in the first movie. And the tech was made for or by Giovanni slash Team Rocket, which then sparked a connection in my head. Jesse and James are clones of the original. I don't think so. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. That's why we see them survive so many lethal things, because it's a new set of them sent out. It's also why they become what's basically comic relief. Seeing as how the cloning process didn't carry across the muscle memory nor proper experience, even though they do seem to have memories of some of their previous exploits as well as their childhoods, this is slightly related, but I think the reason why Giovanni is willing to commit so much to their capturing of Pikachu is that it's hard hard to power the cloning devices, and because I believe that there is there there was a miscommunication with him about the power of Pikachu. In season one, episode two it's an army of Pikachu that charged Pikachu up enough to explode coughing, plus Ash on a bike. But I think the details that got back to him was that it was a single Pikachu that did it. That's why he wants it, because it was blamed for the single-handed destruction of the Viridian City Pokemon Center. Because he's the gym leader there, he would have seen firsthand the destruction for himself, and that image stuck in his head. Okay, no. <laughs> no. The reason why they survive so many quote-unquote lethal things is because it's an anime. Okay? They're not going to kill off members of Team Rocket because you would be going through members of Team Rocket faster than you go through a pair of underwear daily. Just like how Ash, Brock, Misty, hell, even the newer people that Ash companions with, they survive things. How many times has, has Ash... Missing Brock fallen into a hole, which is massive, but yet they climb out. They don't have a broken leg, they don't have broken arms, they don't have cuts and scrapes and bruises and this and that. It's a freaking anime. Get over yourself. Like, I come on, people. This is <laughs> this is ridiculous. I mean, I think it just gets a little weird here on this list, 
But finally, the last one is... Oh, no. Pokemon is a theme park. Oh, here we go. Finally. Good thought. Got through Sun and Moon. Oh, dear God. You're... Wow, you are way behind. And a few points have stuck with me that are inconsistent with the plot. As an explanation, I think Pokemon is an elaborate theme park, especially Aloha. Okay. First, the protagonist is 10. At 10 years old, the kid is unleashed upon a world by their mother. Assuming the Pokemon universe is a nice place where bad things don't happen to kids. Then we'll bypass the safety aspect. However, this kid goes up to adults performing nefarious acts to stop them. Rather than, say, backhanding, backhanding the kid and carrying on, they agree to hold Pokemon duels. When they lose, they stop and allow the protagonist through. This, this even when police exist on the island, or at one point are just on screen tra transition over. They seem unwilling to take over and solve the crisis. It's left to your kid, self, and your team of Pokemon. Aloha is already set up for kids to go run around and perform challenges at designated points. That's your primary purpose when you show up. It's got a very checklist feel. You even get nifty badges representing all the elements. And when and when one whole type is stolen, the surprise of surprises, you find yourself detouring, detouring into the very spot where they ended up after fighting a challenge-worthy character. I, haven't we been over this at some point? Or hasn't Pokemon been over this at some point? Every kid went out on their own around the age of 10-ish. Um, it was just a way of life. It's just... It's just a way of life. Just like how in some countries, it's a way of life that once you hit a certain age, you're going to the military. Whether you like it or not, it's either the military or I believe jail time. So, I mean, take it what it is, but I don't think this is a theme park. Uh, but we'll continue on with this BS. <laughs> Second is the character's face. This goofy smile is on his face at all times during the game. Well, yeah, it's a game. Come on. Even in intense moments of anger, fear, uncertainty, or sadness, just that smile. It honestly kind of psychotic look at points in the narrative. His expression can change. It does to a degree when it suits, but most of the time he's smiling. Yeah, because it takes time and money to alter that constantly based on the situation. Why, why alter and waste money when you can just leave it one emotion most of the time? I mean, it's, it's, all down to money and trying to produce a game in a timely manner. That's not the face of a kid staring down a bad guy or concerned for his friends. That's the face of a kid watching TV, watching something they know isn't real unfold in front of them for their benefit. That's anticipation for the next cool thing that they're going to do. Okay. Third, it explains progression. Weird how Pokemon get stronger as we progress. Weird how people you battled an hour ago suddenly have a team of Pokemon roughly your level now. Weird how you always get the next indication of where to go next and oftentimes the means of passage. How your flying ability only works in places you've been, even though it's presumably a professional flying people around Pokemon. Wait, what? Even though it's presumably professional flying people around Pokemon not exclusive to your character. That doesn't even make sense. Oh my god. It would also explain the price fixing of items and free room and board whenever you end. Wherever you end up. <laughs> uh, price fixing? I mean, where do you live? Are things way cheaper where you are? Because, can I move there? <laughs> oh boy. It also, 
It also explained it would it would explain people just hanging out on paths, challenging kids to Pokemon duels and handing out money afterwards. Where's Mum in all of this? Back at her cabin where you started? She's not working. She's just hanging out at home all day. I suspect this is really a vacation for her as well. Her kid gets to go run to Pokemon Islands under the secret but watchful eyes of the island staff posing as inhabitants. She gets to relax on the beach and enjoy time away from her kid. Uh, no, that's that's not believable in any sense. I'm not at all. Yeah, that was a that was a stupid stupid theory. I mean, if if you're gonna make a theory, you need to at least read the the comics or watch the TV show or play the games in general before you just sit there only watching. I mean, well, I mean, who knows? He, they said that they just finished Sun and Moon. Uh, that's that's scary. You are way behind if you're just finishing Sun and Moon. But to sit there and and assume this just after that far back, I I don't think so. And on that traumatizing note, we're gonna end this podcast episode right here. Just gonna do a slightly shorter episode today, just to round off these uh, conspiracy theories, um, and you know, round out the the end of the week. Uh, I mean, for me, I mean, this is you're gonna be listening to this in the future, but currently, right now, it's actually December seventeenth for me, at uh, like ten to. Yeah, 10 to 10 at night. So, I mean, going forward into the future, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate, have a good time. And please, please be responsible. Don't do anything stupid. I mean, come on. Just be smart. But on top of that, have yourselves an amazing um, New Year's. I'm sure I'm probably going to have another podcast out next week. And and again, this is in the future. So like the week of, uh, of New Year's, probably. I don't think I'm going to take that much time off. I mean, I, I might want to take some time off. Hence why I'm doing these episodes ahead of time that I can have essentially the week that you're listening to this free. <laughs> and I can just sit back and watch the episodes auto-publish on their given days. Uh, for instance, this one's coming out on Friday, the 23rd. Now, that also means that today is the last day on, uh, for you to submit your own theories, conspiracy theories. Send them to my Instagram. Um, send them to my messenger on Instagram. Uh, I will be checking my Instagram daily. That way I don't miss them. I'll check the, the request area primary, general, all that stuff. That way I don't miss them. Um, and then basically tomorrow, the 24th, uh, first thing in the morning, I'm going to look over all the conspiracy theories, pick the most believable one, and I will announce a winner. That would be a nice little Christmas gift for you or a holiday gift for you. Whatever you celebrate, it's going to be a lovely little gift. <laughs> so with that being said, you have yourself a great night, great day, great afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. And have yourself an amazing holiday. Take care, everyone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.